So happy Epiphany. Today we celebrate the three kings who were seeking Christ and how they pointed to Jesus as the one our world has been waiting for. They probably did not expect to find him in a manger, but still they did him homage and offered him their gifts. Their interaction with Herod on the way there reminds us that evil was out to get Jesus even from the very beginning of his life on earth. After the Magi left, Herod wanted to kill the child Jesus and so ordered the killing of all the boys aged two and younger. We call those the holy innocents. When he began his public ministry, Jesus spent 40 days in the desert, which ended by his being tempted by the devil himself. At the end of his life on the cross, it looked like evil was going to win, that the evil got Jesus. But God proved stronger than the devil as the father raised Jesus from the dead. On Christmas Eve, I talked about the connection between the manger and the cross and the altar. All three are ways in which the Son of God comes to us, giving us himself. Since Jesus returned to the Father, the way in which the Word becomes flesh and dwells among us now, happens most clearly on the altar at every Mass. This is how Jesus chooses to be with us. There's nothing that compares to the gift of his body and blood. The Eucharist is at the heart of our spirituality as Catholics, because the Eucharist is Jesus himself. At times, we can get a bit casual with Christ in the Eucharist. And while it's good to be familiar with Jesus, it's not good if that familiarity leads us to not respecting his unique presence in the Blessed Sacrament. My uncle and godfather, Uncle Jim, is an atheist. One of the main issues that he has, one of the main reasons he is an atheist, is that he says we don't act according to our beliefs about the Eucharist. My uncle says if we truly believed the Eucharist to be the Son of God, we would act very differently. We had a gold, still have a gold book called Beautiful Eucharist that we've been giving out the last month or so. And in that book, there's a story that's similar to my uncle. It's a story of a Muslim saying much the same thing. Not understanding why we don't value the Eucharist more. So I'd like us tonight 
to remember some of the actions and the words that either give God honor or lead sometimes to a disrespect and loss of faith. When we enter and exit a Catholic church, we genuflect to Jesus in the tabernacle. The Magi humbled themselves before the newborn king when they brought him their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And our genuflection is very similar, giving homage to our Lord and King. The words we use are important. Once the host and wine is consecrated at Mass, it's no longer bread and wine. It's Jesus' body and blood. If we call it bread, we are saying that this is merely a symbol and it remains bread. The consecrated host is not bread anymore, but Jesus himself. We do not have a cup, the blood of Christ offered again in our diocese yet. One reason is that so many people are asking Bishop for the wine to come back. Every time we ask for the wine, we're showing that we don't understand the Eucharist. Words matter. The blood of Christ will return when we have a deeper understanding that this is the blood of Christ. Those who are older will remember that midnight mass used to be at midnight. There was a reason for that. We were asked by the church to fast all day before receiving communion. That meant that wedding masses were in the morning, not in the afternoon. That meant there were no Saturday evening masses for Sunday. For the past 50-some years, that fast has changed to one hour before receiving communion. We're asked to fast from food other than medicine and drink other than water for one hour before receiving communion as a way of preparing to receive the Lord. On the altar, the servers will place a white cloth called a corporal. That word corporal comes from a word meaning body. The cloth is folded and then, or unfolded and then placed upside down on the altar so that any particles of the consecrated host end up being contained in the cloth. Those particles, too, are the blood of Christ. The cloth is then washed in a special way so that any fragments end up in the ground. There's a special sink behind the altar where that one sink drains not into the sewer system but straight into the ground. Another cloth called the purificator is used and washed in a similar way for the blood of Christ. After communion, the deacon or priest goes to the credence table over there and purifies the vessels. 
We take the fragments of host that remain in the vessels and put them into the chalice. We put some water into the chalice and it takes any of those remaining particles along with any remaining blood of Christ. And the deacon or priest then consumes or drinks the water so that the blood and body of Christ end up in us. Some people are trained to bring communion to the sick and the homebound. They're asked to go straight from church to the homebound person. They're asked not to have Jesus sitting in the car or on the counter all day. When we receive communion, we're asked to do so reverently. At times, I've asked us to place the Lord in our mouth before stepping away from the communion minister. This request is mainly for greater reverence. Many of you have been doing that, and I, I greatly appreciate that. There is an additional reason for that. We need to make sure that the Eucharist is consumed, is eaten. We do not want someone to just walk off with it or to find it later in the pew. Sometimes there are evil things that are done to the Lord in the Eucharist. Remember Herod killing all the young boys in an attempt to kill the child Jesus. The devil knows that the Eucharist is Jesus, even if many people do not. Often in the Gospels, there's a story of the demons recognizing Jesus, even though the people around him do not. There are people in our world and in our area who worship Satan. There are a few people who do some awful things with the Eucharist. We need to protect the Eucharist. That's why tabernacles are affixed to the altar on which they sit so that they cannot be taken away. There's a key to the tabernacle that's kept in a different place, in a locked room with a different key. That's why what happened at the Adoration Chapel at St. Mary's a week ago is so disturbing. Until we find the person who stole Jesus, who took the consecrated host from the chapel there, we will not know what they did with him. That's why we're asking for prayers. Praying for the safe return of Jesus, praying for that person or persons. As awful as that is, God can bring good even in the midst of evil. My prayer through this is that the taking of the Blessed Sacrament causes us to reflect more deeply on our belief in Christ's presence in the Eucharist. Jesus is the center of our faith. Jesus is the Son of God the king of the universe. Jesus chooses to come to us in a very intimate way at Mass, 
in the Eucharist. As the three kings sought out the newborn king, so do we. The wise men, the magi, brought Jesus precious gifts. Let us bring Jesus, whom we find in the Eucharist, the best gifts that we have. Let, his, let us give him the gift of ourselves, our love, our reverence, our deep respect. Respect.